Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we're back again. And uh, we have a uh, request film this week. So, of course, first episode we did Alien 2, which was my choice. The week after we did Showgirls, which was Chris's choice. And then we open it up to you guys uh, for this week. And uh, Romero Caraman from the movie So Bad The Good group on Facebook gave us this big list of films. Um, and Jesus Christ, there are some fucking gems on there. <laughs> I mean, for all the wrong reasons, of course. Uh, we, we also had some other great requests. Um, like my friend Luke recommended a film about a killer coffee bean, which looks great. Um, we've had requests for Funny Man. There's, there's a few that we're going to touch on in the future we've uh, kept the list behind uh, there's, there's far too many to just put them at the side but this week this week this week <laughs> we decided to go with um another sci-fi film now we're not going to be a sci-fi podcast this is just uh, a case of seeing this film that just looked absolutely bizarre and we had to talk about it we were of course Talking about feeders from 1996. Now, we've been making our way through the uh, IndieWire 17 films to watch before Joker. And before watching this today, we watched uh, The King of Comedy and we watched The Dark Knight. And going from 10 out of 10 films like that to watch some like this was quite the experience. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, going from two arguably best films made to one of the worst that I've ever seen. This might actually be my favourite bad film of all time. And I know I, I obviously, a lot of the time, well, one thing I've learned about myself for listening to the podcast is I do a lot of uh, over-exaggerating with this of all time and stuff, <laughs> but uh, this, this is genuinely on another level. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Yeah, and honestly, it makes Alien 2 look like a good film. <laughs> it It's just... I, I mean, first of all, let's let's just start off by saying this is directed by and starring as well uh, John McBride, John Polonia, and his brother Mark Polonia. And it was made on a budget of $500, which... Was that the same as Alien 2? I kind of think it was around the same. Yeah, I think it was. Which $500. is... Odd, because, again, Alien 2 was awful, and I don't mean to compare the two, but, you know, it kind of looks like a proper film compared to this. There's 14 years in between, though, with with inflation and, and such. You wouldn't even believe this was the 90s, though. This looks like it was made way before that. It, it was shot in 1994, but not released until 1996. Normally, we'd have a bit of trivia, but, honestly, we have delved into the deep, dark depths of the internet, and all we could find is the Wikipedia page that says it was shot in four days on video at a time when access to VHS recording technology had become easy enough for amateurs to make films and receive distribution. Amateurs being the operative word here. Yeah, and that's it. That's all we can find about this film. I mean, it's bizarre because it's got a small court following, but I would urge everybody to go out and watch this just to witness it for yourselves. This is just insane. Um, I mean, tri- like I said, trivia, we've got, really got nothing else to say about it. 
uh, when you Google feeders, it's quite amusing because it just comes up with the Urban Dictionary term for feeders instead of the film. You have to actually put the year in as well to find it. Uh, saying that, this is on Amazon Prime. It's on YouTube, uh, so it's quite easy to uh, access, which was quite interesting because it looks like it, it was being shown off a worn-out VHS tape, but we were watching it in HD on Amazon Prime. I don't understand. We watched it on Amazon Prime and the poster advertising it on there <laughs> made it look a lot more higher budgeted than it was. But the poster we posted on our Instagram um, over the last few days... That's more in keeping <laughs> with the style of the film. You can't Absolutely. even get a high pixelated version. It's it's awful. I feel like Amazon Prime are trying to lure you into watching the film um, without sort of giving away the fact that it looks like it's made for $10, not $500, $10. Well, shall we... Uh... Shall we get into it? What would you get? I do you know. I haven't wrote the plot down. Could you describe the plot without looking at the plot? The plot is essentially um, aliens. It's an alien invasion film. UFOs come to Earth at this forest or wooded area and essentially eat people. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. it. That's it, really. The film starts off with some narration that you can't hear because the soundtrack is too loud. The sound editing is in this film is just... We had to put the subtitles on. We could not understand a word anyone was saying. It, it's just inaudible throughout the most of it. And the soundtrack goes from like groovy 80s style music during the opening titles to royalty-free lift music throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. It it's the, the music at the beginning is uh, I put quite screechy. I yeah, it was quite. Yeah, it was far too loud. You couldn't hear anything over it, and and that that's a running theme within the film. And what makes me laugh is we were saying before this because the film only goes on for an hour and six minutes, and we were saying, oh God, is there going to be enough to to talk about? Uh, we had to pause it. We did. We had to pause it because. I, I was out of breath from how fast I was writing my notes. This was just so much. This is not, probably the most fast-paced film I've ever seen in my life. This is just... It's just constant. There's something happening all the time. I mean, not, you know, not good things, but there's something going Ooh. on every second. Well, there were some dragged-out moments, though. We will come on to that. I, I do feel like a few moments were uh, uh, dragged out. Yeah. I... So this opening sequence um, with this uh, amazing soundtrack and this uh, quiet narration, uh, it was accompanied by some stock pictures of aliens and some really shitty drawings. And uh, how I described as a, a Windows 95 screensaver, <laughs> you know, you know the one with the stars as if you were going through space. It pretty much just looked like that. Yeah. Um... <sighs> Not much went into these uh, effects in the opening sequence. It, the, the drawings honestly looked like they were done by a child. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if they were. Well, they were just sketches, weren't they? Yeah. They were essentially just pen and paper sketches of UFOs. 
Yeah, people staring at you. The stick men staring at UFOs. Stick men, there were stick men, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then we, uh, once we got the opening sequence out of the way, out of the, out of the way, out of the way, uh, we, <laughs> we kept showing her UFO going down to Earth. This UFO is the height of the special effects in this film. It was shitty CGI UFO, making a really weird noise, just flying across the screen. Yeah, PlayStation 1 graphics. It looked like pure... Really? Maybe I'm giving it too much credit. That's generous. (laughs) That is very generous, PlayStation 1. I I was feeling more, you know, Commodore 64. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's anyway. not really much that can be said. It, it looks it, it's like... Just it just looks it's, like shit. It's what you would see a UFO look like. It looked like a plate <laughs> with a little bowl on top. Yeah. Going across the screen. And then we get to see some blurry fishing. There's a man, uh, he's out in the woods doing a bit of fishing and the screen is so blurry. It, it, there's no focus there whatsoever. And everything green in this film... Looks neon. <laughs> that makes it sound way more stylish than it actually no, is. No, but it, it's it's so everything green, like the grass and the trees, the colors so off that it it's so bright. These, this grass, that it looks neon. Not in a Suspiria kind of way. It's not. No, it's no, not no, a result no, of good cinematography. No, no, no because the <laughs> the rest of it is. Um, dull in comparison. Yeah, it's no, a result it's... of of people not knowing how to uh, how to work a camera. I think, well, and, and it's the, the sign of the times as well. You know, if they're doing it on the cheap, in nineteen ninety four, when it was filmed, you know, it's gonna look like it was filmed with a calculator, as they'd say. I would love to see a disaster artist Edward Star film about the making of this. Well, only to, um, well, another, actually, a little fact um, that I picked up, but it was only actually shot in four days. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, you know, I think they just tried to get as much out as quickly as possible. <sighs> well, so, uh, yeah, fishing. We get to see this guy doing a bit of fishing. Dude's fishing. And then... Doesn't say anything. He doesn't. <laughs> just, just fishing. Fishing. And then we get to, uh, introduced to another character with a recurring theme in this film, a big, meaty porn star moustache. He's got a great moustache. Oh my god, this guy's moustache could have just been listed as another character. He comes driving in, we get some lift music, and he gets out of his car and we see his boots and they're just as, uh, just as flashy as his moustache. Well, he's, he's talking in the car on the way there. But again, the soundtrack's so loud, you can't hear what he's saying. Yeah, this is the point when we turn the subtitles on. But then, um, he wasn't really... I don't know who he was saying anything to. Yeah. Uh, he... He couldn't... He, he saw two U, He saw two UFOs, and he just seemed really annoyed about it. He's like, oh, another one. It's like, why are you so annoyed that you've seen... <laughs> are you not concerned? He thought they were meteors, so... <laughs> He he sees this very quite clearly UFO, you know, very stereotypical UFO. It's not bright, it's not red, it's not on fire in any sort of way, but he thinks it's a meteor. And so he says, uh, um, 
what is it about? Hope it doesn't burn the fucking forest down. <laughs> quite clearly not a meteor. It's quite clearly a an identified flying object. Well, after this, we get introduced to our aliens for the first time. Holy shit. They are paper mache aliens. And they are... They're, they're sticks. They are sticks made up out of paper mache to look like aliens. And a bright... Blue scrotum is how I describe them. <laughs> that they're is very, exactly what they look like. Very bulbous on top. Very, very stereo. Again, very stereotypical alien look. Bulbous head, veiny, very scrotal, <laughs> and bright blue. Yeah, yeah. These uh, and it's and the the best part about it is it's clearly someone holding them up the entire time they're on screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just like waving them about, it's it's fucking great. I I love this film. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> then when we get introduced to the aliens, uh, we see some inspiration from Sam Raimi and the Evil Dead. It, yeah, so their point of view, we get a lot of point of view shots from the aliens uh, throughout the film, and they make some sort of weird growling noise. Yeah. That. I, I, I don't know if that's what aliens have. Surely they'd have their own language. Yeah. If, I, if they're, you know, able to come to Earth in flying saucers, surely they would be able to communicate in more than just growls. But, you know, they're, they're growling away. And these point of view shots are shot very low. And zoom in through the woods. Zoom in through the woods. Very Evil Dead, Sam Raimi shot. And the... It's filmed in like a filter. And I, <laughs> I just... It's like David Bowie's Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. That sort of filter. I don't know if that's what I was... Go- I think they were probably going for more Predator. But it, it did end up yeah, looking more Ashes Predator, to Ashes. Excuse me, yes. No, it looked def- exactly like the Ashes to Ashes yeah, music video. Yeah, but they were definitely going for Predator. Yeah. So, after our first introduction to the aliens that goes nowhere, um, we are introduced to our main characters. Another moustache! We have Moustache the Second. I called him pervy Ned Flanders. Oh, that is a very accurate... He looks very much like Ned Flanders. Yeah. Uh, we, his name's Bennett, and we get introduced to his friend Derek, who is a photographer with a disposable camera. He, yeah, it's we get another point of view shot from it, it, Derek. Derek is Derek's the one with the the mullety hair. Yeah, and these are the directors. Yeah, so these are the directors. So we get another point of view shot of um, Derek taking photographs, and you have a very loud um, shutter effect. <laughs> yes. Yet. The camera he's holding doesn't have a shutter. <laughs> and the shutter effect on screen. Oh, God. It's just it's so... Microsoft Paint. Yeah. <laughs> and But it, it confused me greatly because you have this point of view shot and this, this shutter's going off. It's making a really loud noise. You cut to him holding his camera. There's no shutter there. <laughs> It's a dispos- It looks like a disposable camera. Oh, it's one of the greatest films of all time. Uh, so, uh, Mustache the Second, he tells Derek he wants some babes. 
Uh, and he thinks, and Derek says, you know, well, first of all, I need to go and get some more shots of uh, of a gas station. And Ben thinks that Derek's a sick man for one in these pictures of a gas station. It's not. No, 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 no. No, he's, there's been some sort of flooding yeah, in the area. Yeah, but he says in the dialogue, he wants to go to the gas station. So he can pick up some more film and batteries. The, but then why is out. yeah? But then why is Bennett calling him a sick man for because it? Because he's taking pictures of the after effect of the flooding after the dam's broken, and the area's flooded. So there's a lot of sort of damaged buildings that he's taking photos of in black and white, by the way. Oh, and these damaged buildings are clearly not on the same side. Clearly, clearly not. They are. No. <laughs> it was quite jarring. I I missed it first. I missed what he said about the flooding, and I I thought to Chris at the time I was like, what. Where the fuck are these locations meant to be? He's taking the pictures off. Yeah, they, it's not where they are. <laughs> quite. And it, they refer to being able to swim. Yet yeah, there's only the river nearby. Yeah. It doesn't look particularly flooded. And I, I just didn't understand why the photos were in black and white. Well, then after this, they need to decide where they're going to stay. Um, to which Derek asks, uh, shall we get a motel or shall we camp in the woods? And Bennett replies, we have a lot of gear, let's camp in the woods. Hold the fuck up. If you've got a lot of gear, which, first of all, they haven't got a lot of gear. That is bullshit. If they've got a lot of gear, why would you camp out in the open instead of staying in somewhere that's secure where you could hold your gear? Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Um, it's... What I got was, um, did you notice the times at the bottom of the screen? Oh, the times, yeah. It's a running theme throughout the film, and I I don't understand why they use it as a device. It's before this, it's underneath the screen, it says 9.22am. So think paranormal activity when it comes up with like night one, night two and things like that. But instead of that, it's just like coming up with the times. And imagine that in the style of a 90s video camera... When you could, when you had, when you were able to put in like the happy birthday messages and stuff, that's what it looked like. Yeah. So it's nine twenty two a.m. and they drive into the gas station to pick up some film and some gas and some batteries, and there's a weather report, and the weather report describes a fireball meteor in the sky. <laughs> Again, this is quite clearly a UFO from the film. From what we've seen, this is. Looks absolutely nothing like a meteor. It is not on fire. There is no fire being created from this. So I don't understand. Well, you you missed one of the best moments of the film. What like before they go to the gas station, which it's is an iconic scene. Um, we'll get to that soon. But first of all, we do have to mention, Mustache the first gets it. Oh, he does. Yes. He um. We we get to see the aliens sneaking He's into his car. Killed very early on. The uh, uh, alien's arm <laughs> is a tree branch with a radio antenna stuck to it, and uh, sticks it into Mustache um, the first and uh, starts eating him. Yeah, yeah, it starts feeding on him. Oh oh there we go. There we oh! Go. I never. Uh, I never even thought about that. But I didn't get this. When we saw the aliens earlier on, they were shot at an angle to make them look quite big. Like, they were human-sized. When they start eating Mustache Guy, 
they're very small. They're barely bigger than his head. Yeah. Should we put that down to budget? Uh, well, let's just put it down to this film just making no sense. <laughs> I think we should put it down to budget. They couldn't actually afford to create life-sized aliens. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, they're tiny. They're, they're so tiny. And it honestly looks like they're cardboard cutouts. But, uh, yeah, so the gas station scene is something else. It's... I, I had to rewind it back. We did, yeah. If um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll have seen it on my story. Uh, this random lady appears, and it's honestly some of the best flirting I've ever seen on screen. Do you agree? No. <laughs> Basically, she... Um, <laughs> She turns up, she's like, hi, what are you doing? And uh, Bennett, the uh, moustache seconds, clearly filling his car with gas. And uh, that's it. Would you like to read the IMDb description for this quote? Have you got it on your phone? Oh, God. Um, it's, it's a uh, bit harsh, I think. <laughs> I will read it, though. So we have Bennett walks up to the hideous-looking troll woman at the gas station... <laughs> Thinking she's hot. Hi. Michelle. Michelle's her name. Michelle. Hi. What are you doing? They then stare vacantly at each other for several seconds with no dialogue. And the movie cuts to later with Bennett by himself at the gas pump. But that's it. That is it. So there's no response from Bennett. It, it's a short film. They could have added a little bit of dialogue there. So, Hi. Hi. What are you doing? And that's it. It's the weirdest line delivery no, as well. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very strange. Hi, what are you doing? Like... It's it's honestly it's so it's so strange, uh, and um, so Derek comes back over and says, "Oh, what are you smiling about?" To which Bennett replies, "Women, women." Yeah, just just that. So um, we get some dodgy dialogue now. Um, Bennett decides to uh, make a homophobic slur about lesbians and uh, recalls a story about uh, when they last found girls and they ended up accidentally in a gay bar. And uh, then we realise after that that apparently Derek is a virgin. and To which I wrote, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. I do think that was a joke, but it, it wouldn't actually surprise me I, if that was true. I think Mustache the Second's more of a virgin. To be honest, yeah, and the, with the way he's speaking about women, but it's just it, it just makes these characters. I mean, they're not likable from the start. I mean, I, to be honest, I, I never really thought about them as characters until this very moment. But would you say they're likable? I wouldn't really. No, no, there's not really much to them. No, there's not. I mean, you, you spend the whole film with them, or the majority of the film. There's not really much to them. They're just guys. Well, next, we get some classic pranks with the aliens because one pops up and we get introduced to fishermen again and they steal his fish. They uh, steal his fish, uh, lure him in, and then uh, he takes a nap and assumingly gets killed. It's a really weird sequence of events now I think about it. This is the yeah. This is the 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 real strange moment at the. There's a lot of strange moments, obviously, but this is the one that really didn't make any sense to me. So this this dude that we've been introduced to fishing, 
Um, we do see him a lot during the beginning of the film. It cuts, yeah, you, you'd it think he was a main character. T- it cuts to him a few times. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't really do anything apart from fishing. So he finally catches a fish. We're all very pleased with it. And he's very pleased. Leaves it alone for a second and the aliens eat it. And then they decide that they're going to eat him. So he gets bitten, falls on the ground, his hand's bloody on, on his, like, cool box... And we see that his cap says, I haven't had a bite all day. I missed that. Did you miss that? Uh, literally. I, I, it's only shortly after this where I actually wrote down, I can't look away for a second without missing anything in this film. Yeah. His cap said, I haven't had a bite all day. <laughs> now, that's the first of two biting puns that we get in this film. I, I appreciate a good pun. A good pun. So I forgot it was called I Feeders and I honestly appreciate it so much more now. I don't know why it's called feeders. Well, because they're eating everything, even fish. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but feeders is... The, you're feeding someone. Oh, I'm feeding sure themselves. An, mm, there's another film called Feed, isn't there? Uh, about feeders. About people who feed people so much. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I actually I'm think... that one. Yeah, I think we need to watch that. That does sound good. You sure you're not about feast? I oh, know, that's very different, actually. Yeah, it's not feast. Feed. I'm sure it's called feed. Huh. But anyway, yeah, Kira recommended it. Can you me. have a look? What's Shout the, out to have you got Kira the IMDb? Have you got the IMDb page? I'm very curious now. Come on, tangent. Feed. Profession. This is uh, our the height of our professionalism, right here. We're just uh, yeah. Feed from two thousand and five. A cybercrime investigator tracks down a man suspected of force feeding women to death. Okay, yeah, yeah we... that's the one Kira, Kira recommended. Yeah, we need to add that to the list. We've definitely got to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. If definitely. anyone's uh, seen she Feed, please uh, let us know how good it is. <laughs> or bad. Um, but yeah, so anyway, they... Um, excuse me. Back, so where were we? Oh, yeah. So programming. <laughs> we're back to um, Mustache the Second and the photographer driving along. And... <laughs> The fisherman runs out in front of the road. Again, I missed this because I was writing notes and I had to go back. He runs out in the middle of the road. They <laughs> run him over in the most comical way possible. But we realise they didn't eat him. They didn't really do much damage at all. They just stole his cap. Yeah, because he's not, he's not covered in blood in this no. scene. Considering he had a bloody hand and he'd been bitten, there was no blood in sight. No. He hasn't got his cap on. And he's sporting a fierce, a balding patch. Uh, I would have paid good money to have seen the aliens running around with his cap on after this. That would have been so much better. Do you agree? Um, yeah. Just a little stick men aliens with the I caption. haven't had a bite all day. I uh, suppose that would have been quite funny. Oh, God. So many missed opportunities there. But um, they put him in the car and he keeps repeating, Little men. Little men, little men, repeatedly, over and over again. So they are meant to be little? Yeah, oh yeah, I suppose, yeah. So they are meant to be little? Well, Mustache the Second is really pissed off that they've got to take him to the hospital. Um, it's obviously a massive inconvenience for him. Um, so they go to... <laughs> what I've wrote down is, this is not a hospital. It's quite clearly not a hospital. <laughs> Quite clearly not. Hospital. It looks like more like a dentist. Than it is, yeah, else. a dentist or yeah, someone's living room. Someone's living room. I think it's a dentist. Yeah, 
definitely. <laughs> so they take him in, um, they meet the doctor, and he's like, what, what's going on? He's, he sounds really annoyed that they're there. And uh, so <laughs> they take this uh, fisherman, shove him on a table. Doctor does a couple of checks, takes less than a minute. Shoves a sheet over his head and <laughs> just diagnoses him as, uh, as dead. I'm sorry, I can't do anything more for this man. <laughs> just very, shoves a sheet over him. Very abrupt. Very, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this guy's dead. Yeah, and that's the end of Fisherman. Um, and then we get a phone call with the random lady from the troll looking lady from the gas station. Um, who I believe her name was Michelle. Early through the credits, I, I, it has to be because the other one's called Donna, and there's no other women in the film. Yes, yeah, so, so she has to be Michelle. Two. So this, I did, I did say Michelle. I yeah. So um, I've got that in my notes. Donna's haircut. What did you think of that? Donna looked like Haley Cropper. Yeah, but <laughs> looked like. Um, I can't remember their names, but the mum and the dad from King of the Hill mixed together. <laughs> Actually, her hair and his face. Yeah, she's very, very 1994. She, yeah, she is spotting the most 90s glasses you'll ever see. But they have the best phone conversation I've ever seen in any film. They're clearly reading off the script. Now, there was so much dialogue going on in this that I really couldn't write every bit of it down, but... Their conversation was the most wooden conversation. They were just reading. You could see they were looking down at the script. They were just reading off the script it the entire time. It was quite clearly they were just reading off something. Um, they, obviously, you were the, the cut to one of them, and then the other one, and the other one, uh, the back and forth. What I gathered from it is Michelle... No, Donna. Donna's dad... It's moustache number one. It's moustache number one. Yeah. He's got. He's in the woods. He's the ranger, head ranger, and he's not back for his dinner. Yeah, she's worried he's had nothing to eat. Worried that he's had nothing to eat. So, Michelle doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> she really doesn't. She's like, oh, I'm sure he's got something to eat when he's out. You well, no. <laughs> he, she goes on about these two guys. She's got on hot dates for the night. And everything. And then finishes the conversation where he's probably... Don't worry. He's probably getting a bite somewhere else. <laughs> Another bite pun. I love it. Uh, yeah. So then the conversation ends. We cut to... <laughs> Mustache, Ranger. Cut to his body lying in the grass. Yeah, just in case you didn't get it from net. the dialogue. In case you didn't get the amazing joke. But you get a little visual. The aliens are uh, out for revenge for this family. They really have a problem with the Mustache family. Like, they've gone all the way to his house, uh, where Donna is, and uh, yeah, they <laughs> they hunt her down in the basement, and we see the same shot of Donna being eaten about five times. But they start on her neck. And, but then on the close-up, it looks like a stomach. Because <laughs> you get a little bit of underboob, don't you? Yeah. So I got a little... I was a little confused by that one. I was like, well, wh- where are they biting? The neck or the stomach? Because everyone else has been the neck. I don't know why she suddenly got the stomach treatment. Do you remember the last film we watched involving aliens targeting a specific family? No. You don't? 
So when we were at Fright Fest, uh, we watched oh, a, God, uh, a film yeah. called Dark Encounter. Uh, if if you're gonna watch Dark Encounter, forward on about fifteen seconds. I'm gonna time myself actually. From this point now, there's gonna be spoilers now. So basically, it turns out the aliens uh, were actually coming down from space to clear their backs and uh, expose a member of the family as a paedophile uh, because everyone's accusing them of abducting a little girl. Honestly, what would you rather watch again? Dark Encounter or this? I'd rather watch this again. It's <laughs> only one hour and six minutes long. Yeah. But it doesn't have a transition through space or a CGI green man. No, they're blue. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you think looks better, the aliens from this or the aliens from Dark Encounter? Well, you know, well Dark Encounter, you didn't really see the aliens that much. You've seen it in a photo frame. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm trying to forget that film. Can we, can we carry on, please? Oh, yeah, so back to this film. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, people are going to get so pissed off of us. So, <laughs> we've got... Where were we? So, oh, yeah, the targeting the moustache family, killed Donna... No point of her being in a film at all. Um, then we get some more driving, more royalty-free lift music. Yeah, a way too long scene of them parking up at the campground. <laughs> That's what I have down. So that that was a scene that was way that was too long. They're parking up and they're deciding where they're gonna sit and and uh, uh, where they're gonna sit, where they're gonna camp for the evening. Um, they they decide to camp in a really inconvenient place by the looks of it. And they have one rucksack. So I don't know how the fuck... Yeah, they no, they've got so rucksack. much gear. So much gear. Yeah, they have fuck all. So then we cut to the hospital again. <laughs> hospital. And there's a bit of chewing under the sheets. Well, um, the, the, what I found funny about the hospital is it seemed to be, for a hospital, only one doctor working there. Yeah, and only two rooms. Yeah. There's, only, <laughs> there's, no, there's no receptionist. There's no one. It just seems to be him... By himself. Um, it's 3.40pm. <laughs> because... The, little, the time's so important, yeah, obviously. Because the little text at the bottom told me. It's 3.40pm. And uh, the doctor inspects the uh, fisherman in his room. Goes to check on him. I'm assuming he heard a, a suspicious noise. But the soundtrack was so loud, we didn't hear it. And it looks like somebody's bitten... Into the sheets, <laughs> covering the the fisherman. This, I don't get. Well, I think I do understand why. I'm glad but you do. It looks like there's a big bite gone out. Yeah, of it the looks sheet. like it's going into the sheet, like they've bit it out the top, but they're yeah, underneath. So they bit into the sheet, and there's blood around it, and it's quite clearly CGI'd out. <laughs> and I, I'm thinking, you know, you're low budget. You know, why are you CGI in this? Clearly, they've been. T- They've used in this dentist's office, maybe free of charge for this film, and they've said, oh, you can use any of the equipment, it's fine, just don't ruin it. So instead of buying a new sheet themselves and just cutting it out and bloodying it up, like any normal person would, they've just CGI'd out a big bite mark. I really hope that is what happened. I really, I do hope that is what's happened. That would be an amazing story. Because they weren't allowed, because they've been allowed to use this dentist's office, but they're not allowed to ruin anything. But between the bit with the chewing under the sheets and the CGI bed sheet, there, there's a scene of waterfalls. 
with the royalty-free music. Oh, incredibly loud waterfalls. Yeah. yeah. And you've got the royalty-free music playing as well, but you just see the shots of these waterfalls. And then it goes back to... Then it, it goes from the scene with the chewing under the sheets, the waterfalls, and then it goes back to the CGI bit. It's, it's like, why did you break that scene up? Just carry it on. But after we see the CGI sheets, the, uh, <laughs> the doctor gets an alien thrown at him. <laughs> yes. Um, so this alien charges at him and uh, decapitates him. Did you like the green screen effects on that scene? It was beautiful. It was everything that it should that it should have been. It, I don't understand why his head was moving. He'd been decapitated, <laughs> but his head was still moving. Yeah, he was being eaten. Uh, so that that's the uh, the hospital out of business. Shit. It was shit green screen. CGI or whatever. Well, what's anyone going to do now? They've got an emergency in that town. I mean, he's the only member of staff. He's clearly the only member of staff at the hospital. So that's the hospital closed down. Um, and then we get uh, another Evil Dead shot. I wrote down here. And uh, we're back in the woods with uh, Derek and Bennett. And uh, apparently there's a million animals out there. And that was... Uh, Mustache the second who said that, and then uh, Derek replies with, "You wouldn't know the difference between a brown bear and a hooting owl chewing your ass." Okay. <laughs> Some more killer dialogue. There, I, I honestly, on the last two episodes we've done, I've never wrote down so much dialogue. Well, Bennett, Bennett can hear something watching him, so he can hear something unearthly. But he's can hear it, but assumes that it's watching him. So it's not an animal, it's unearthly. He can only hear it, he can't see anything, but just assumes that it's watching him. That I didn't get that. Yeah. I mean, it's not a scene that lasts for long, because by the time you know it, we get the most empowering female representation you'll get in this entire film. The uh, troll-looking girl, Michelle, somehow ends up in Donna's house... Just walks in. Well, she's going, to, she's going to pick her up, ready for their hot dates. And she just lets herself in. And she's just... She's walking around really slowly. <laughs> like, she's just, she's just going to pick her up for these dates that they've got. There's nothing eerie going on. She has no reason to think that anything weird's <laughs> going on. Because everything that's happened has happened in the basement anyway. I don't understand how she got in the house, whatever. She may have just left the doors unlocked, you know, doesn't matter. But she's walking around so slowly and so, you know, suspiciously. I don't know why. Yeah. As far as you're concerned, fuck all's gone on. She's putting her makeup on upstairs. So she decides to go down to the basement and uh, she finds Donna's corpse with an alien and she couldn't care less. She, she didn't give a shit. She just dismisses it. She's like, oh. She's, and, uh, she doesn't even make a noise, does she? No. And then Alien charges at her and she serves full Sigourney Weaver in she, Alien realness. She really, she goes full Ellen Ripley. She makes a DIY flamethrower and she kills the alien. And that is it. That's the last we see of her. That is the last you see of her. There was no point to those two characters being in a film. I'm sure glad they were, because it made for some entertaining scenes, but that's it. 
You yeah. never see her again. Never see Unless her. she pops up in the sequel. Because there is a Christmas sequel to this film <laughs> called Feed Us 2, Sleigh Bells, and we have to cover it at Christmas. We have to see this. She might be the sleigh queen of the sleigh bells. I really hope so. But no, seriously, that the last you see of yeah. her. No mention of her. N- nothing. She doesn't come to save the day, even though she's clearly an alien killing goddess. Yeah. You know, she. <laughs> that's it. Bye, bye to... Goodbye, troll lady. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> so then we get back to the woods. Ben and Derek see a UFO. Um, they both see it. They both clearly see it. There's, there's no doubt about that. And uh, Mustache the Second's like, oh my God, it's a UFO. Derek's like, fuck off. No, it is. And it's like, hang on a minute. Well, you just seen the UFO. <laughs> Why are you saying it's, it? It clearly was. And so they have a bit of back and forth between them. Um, Derek's like, oh, I think you're overreacting. No, you just seen a UFO. A second later, he comes to sense and is like, yeah, time to bail. I'm glad they didn't think it was a fucking meteor. Yeah, I suppose that was a relief. So they go on a run. Um, they get to the car and... Uh, surprise, surprise. They try starting it and uh, Mustache the Second says, damn it, no good, won't start. And Derek says, what do you mean? <laughs> Mustache Second says, won't start. He's like, oh, we'll have to walk. Well, no, they say it must have been that saucer. It was the saucer. <laughs> well, they, they opened, and I'm um, no car expert, but they, they open the bonnet and you're looking inside. As far as I'm concerned, there's nothing missing. It, look, it, looks, it doesn't look like anything's been tampered with. It doesn't look like any anything part of the engine's missing, there's no gaps or, or breakages. But he said, oh, it must have been that saucer. Yeah. The fuck? What the... They're aliens. And Derek wants to know if it'll be safe to walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I've got wrote down Ben and Derek... Bennett and Derek running through the woods as comedy gold. 7.38pm, by the way. 7.38pm, they're just running through... Oddly specific, that time. <laughs> 7.38 so they stop for a rest and they find a severed head. Yeah. That's so been skinned. That's been skinned. So it's a, a skinned skull. Bloody the brains are doing so. It looks like cranberry sauce. Mustache the second says the exact words. What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's there... very Night of the Living Dead, isn't it? Yeah. Which, when uh, Barbara gets to the top of the stairs. I think, I think that's probably their reference point for that one. Well, Derek wanted to know if a bear did it. Ignoring yeah. a UFO again. And then he says, uh, this is getting really strange. <laughs> Only just. Yeah, because so the aliens will tamper with their car. But <laughs> the skinless skull must be bears. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Okay. <laughs> so then an alien pops up and ejaculates all over Derek. Through his mouth. <laughs> well, not into Derek's mouth. Let's just make that clear. The alien shoots this stuff out through its mouth that looks like jizz. And it goes all over Derek's hand and burns him. But his face as well. Does it go over his face? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much like spot on in his face. So Derek gets an alien facial. Uh, and then uh, they run away. Uh, don't do anything to the alien. Just run away. They find a house. No, he does. He bashes does he? Ne- um, Ned. I've got him written down Ned. as Ned. <laughs> uh, what's his name? 
What's his name? The other one. Oh, Bennett. Mustache Bennett. The second. Yeah, Bennett. Bennett uh, smashes it with a rock. Oh, he does. But yes. then this this one bleeds red, whereas Ellen, when she smashed up the alien in the basement, it bled yellow. Yeah. Another inconsistency. I I, I think they didn't really care about consistency in this film. No. Maybe I care too much. I think we probably care about this film more than anyone does on the Maybe, entire planet. Potentially. Um, so they find a house in a car in the middle of nowhere and they decide it would be a great idea to split up and explore the house. It's 9.05pm, by the 9.05 way. 9.05pm. It's 9.05. So they've been... Re- all of this has happened in the space of an hour <laughs> and 27 minutes. <laughs> and it's got dark quite fast as well. It has, yeah... Yeah, it has like got dark. Really, quite fast. really dark. So I don't know what the the fuck they've been doing for an hour and twenty seven minutes, but yeah, it's nine oh five PM. So they go in this house, they split up, and uh <laughs> Mustache the second, he uh lights up a matchstick. Really loudly, really the loudest really loud matchstick sound effect. And it didn't really make much sense because he, he lights this candle and he looks at the candle like he's never seen a candle before in his life. But it's already light in the house. There's a lamp on <laughs> right behind him. <laughs> there was a la- And he's walking around this kitchen so slowly. I don't understand why. But he's looking up the whole time <laughs> at the ceiling. And the moment he looks down, he finds a severed arm. <laughs> no, no, it's the other one. No, that's him. Because he has a candle. And he moves the candle along the arm. He, he sees oh, it at first. It has blood on yes. it. Doesn't react. And then just checks that it's a whole arm. Looks away and moves on. He shakes his head in disappointment. <laughs> and just walks away. <sighs> God, this film. And the length of the candle goes up and down throughout the whole of this. Yeah. So sometimes it's a really long candle sometimes it's a really short candle and this is one of the shots that you mentioned um at the start of the episode where the whole film is so fast paced but then you get this shot and it goes on for so long and them just exploring this house it does and it goes absolutely nowhere and then they uh regroup Mustache the second finds a weapon on the wall Did you, what's the name of this thing that he found it's sickle. like uh, it's a sickle. Sickle. so you know, he finds one of those it, hanging up on the wall in the house for some reason. It's randomly there. I'm assuming it, that the house is part of a farm. And then uh, Derek's hand starts foaming. It does, yeah. Which, nothing comes of it. It, it just... they. It's kind of like they rediscover what happened to his hand. It's like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, my hand. I was like, well, well yeah, I mean, you watched it happen. Yeah. And then it starts foaming. Um, if we get a, we hear some strange noises and we get a close up of uh, Mustache the Second doing some sexy lip biting, don't we? He does lip biting, <laughs> and we get random close ups of all the photos on the wall. Um, I don't. I, I'm assuming this is to level up the tension or whatever. And fill up the runtime. Really. And uh, an alien jumps out of nowhere. Uh, Bennett kills it, spits on it, and then he just looks down and is like, fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> so... And they go to check the phone line. Yeah, they've been in the house all this time. They've been in the f- house all this time. There's, th- there's nothing 
to tell them that anything's been tampered with. The lights are working, even though they just lit a candle. Uh, the lights are working. The electricity's on. And this is when they decide to try to check the phone line, just as it's being destroyed by an alien. Yeah. Also, I At the exact moment. And I, I don't understand why an alien would know <laughs> or to do that or why they would do that. Yeah. They're very intelligent. Mm. Uh, but um, it's very Jason Vory. We get a uh, we get a great, great bit of dialogue here, where they're looking outside. UFOs coming back, and uh, <laughs> Derek says, "Dear God, help us all." And Mustache the Second replies, "God can't hear anyone tonight." <laughs> oh, <I missed> that <laughs> bit. Yeah. Oh, God. So the room shakes. They're on a UFO attack. And Mustache the Second thinks it's a great idea to go outside. So he storms out. He's like, come on, come but on. He gets knocked out. He falls over, doesn't he? That's after this. No, no, no. He hits his head on the sofa. Oh, he does. He yeah. hits his head on the sofa and gets knocked out. Yeah, and then he decides to storm out and yeah. starts shouting, come on, come on. He kills an alien. Uh, then we have this weird transition where you think it's leading to him being abducted, and then it's this weird filter that's just red, and it honestly looks like he's having sex with an alien. You can't see anything. I, I had no idea what was going on. He's just making these noises, and the alien's just, like, hovering above him. It's, the filter's so strong that I, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Suddenly the aliens see in black and white now, don't they? <laughs> yeah. When... The ashes to ashes filter's gone. Um, except for this in really insane filter over this alien abduction scene. I, I, I really have absolutely no idea what well, was going on. Well, we're that. told what happened. Apparently they tortured him. Yeah, he, he I, makes I, I, his, didn't, I uh, didn't get that from it. I didn't get that from it. He makes his... It doesn't he, look like he's been tortured. No, it looks like he's having a great time. It, it makes his way back into the house, tells Derek that he was just abducted and tortured. At 4.25am. At 4.25am. Fucking hell, the time in this film. And, uh, and then, out of nowhere, we get Evil Ben, which is Evil Bennett, which is uh, the third director who... It must be twins with, uh, with Mustache the Second. Yeah, I didn't think it looked too fake, to be fair. So they, yeah. they must have looked quite similar. And he, he also has the great big moustache, so it's yeah, Mustache the Third. It, it didn't look like a dude in a wig or anything. Yeah, so they start having a fight. Um, they definitely didn't have the budget to edit another Bennett into it. So And we know it's him playing it, so they must be twins. Um... He was actually uncredited as Evil Bennett. Um, I don't know why I just put your name on the credits. I was going to say, he really, needs to serve, he really deserves the recognition. His best performance of the film. So, um, Derek kills one of the Bennets. We all know what's coming off here. Um, and but for no reason. Yeah. There, there's no sort of... Inkling that is the... Yeah, he just goes in on one of them and just slaughters him with a sickle. Yeah. So that happens, um, and then after that we get uh, a, a bit of a conversation between him and the the uh, the Bennett that survived, where he tells him, "Oh well, I you know it's me. You had an accident in school, and you tried not to cry about it." It's like, "Oh, it's definitely you." Yeah. Seconds later, 
he reveals himself as the evil Bennett, um, and he just disappears. Derek runs away. Uh, he finds his way into a town quite fast, considering they've been walking around. No, not quite fast. It's six oh one a.m. Was there another timestamp? Yeah. So it, two hours later. So yeah, well, about an hour and a half later. Yeah, about an hour and a half later than this, because all all this I'm assuming is in real time. <laughs> so it was it was four twenty five a.m. And then everything that happened with the doppelganger and, and everything is all real time. So that only lasted, what, a few minutes? Yeah. So he's clearly been running throughout the night, uh, well, throughout this hour and a half. And it's 6.01am when he reaches a town. And then we get some stock footage of buildings collapsing. <laughs> we did get stock footage. It's just randomly inserted, and you're meant to think this is obviously the world ending. And him seeing it. Yeah. He's overacting. In this small town, he's seen these massive buildings. Uh, they're all collapsing. Which make no noise. It's the <laughs> one instance of the film where, you know, the, the soundtrack or the, the, the random the waterfalls or the matches isn't making a giant noise. If at any point in this film where the incidental sound should be at its highest, it's when these fucking buildings are collapsing and it doesn't. It goes fucking silent. And we get some uh, screams of no, no, no from Derek. Uh, We see some UFOs invading Earth and that's it. That's it. That's that's feeders, everybody. The end. Oh, what a what a film. Uh, up there with some of the greats. It's really not. It's it's, shit. It's shit. It's so inconsistent. Honestly, if and anyone wants me to recommend them a bad film, I'd show them that. Last week when we talked about Showgirls, I I sort of worried that maybe I was looking too much into it, and you know, trying to intellectualize. To a certain extent, a film that didn't warrant it, you know. This film, I've got fuck all to say about this one. This is, this, we've been through it. Um, we've laughed at the inconsistencies and the, the stupid filters, the stupid use of timestamps. And I don't get it. I don't get it. I've got nothing to say on it because it's, it's just bad. Rating on uh, IMDb? It's one. <laughs> <laughs> it's really and I wouldn't be inclined to watch that again really it was just over and it's, it was not good it doesn't go on for long but it was yeah. entertaining yeah thank god it don't fucking go on for long it was entertaining thank god I wasn't I was only entertained because we were sat here dissecting it if I had sat there if someone had if put it on I would have been I would have been on my phone <laughs> after 10 minutes I'd be like nah no, this is this isn't. It's not. It's not even campy. It's not fun. You know. It's it's not like that. It's just shit. I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch the sequel alone. Oh no no no! We've got to cover the sequel at Christmas. Mm, great. It could be our new uh, yearly Christmas film. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, my rating on Letterboxd would be half a star with a love heart for how 
entertainingly bad it is. Obviously, a one star on IMDb. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's feeders. And uh, next week we're doing something a little different. Uh, so we're obviously recording this on Sunday. Uh, it's been released on a Tuesday. Um, next Tuesday, first of October, we will be releasing an episode where we will be talking about our watch list for October, the uh, Thirty One Days of Horror. Yes. So uh, we have gathered some categories together. We've picked a film each out of these categories and uh, we'll be listing them off and uh, talk about why we're watching them, why we'd recommend them. And uh, yeah, and we would love to hear what you guys will be watching over October. So if you want to uh, let us know, we'll read it out on the episode. Just drop us some comments and uh, tell us what you're watching for Halloween. So that's it. Uh, social media, check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Horror Court Trash over Twitter, Horror Court Trash. Um, what's your Instagram? Chris Barker 823. Uh, mine is Gazmo205 and Gas92 on Twitter. And that's it. We will see you same time, same place next week. Thanks for listening. See you next Tuesday.